some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. Happy Friday, everyone. My name is Apollo, and I'm joined by, once again, blessed as I am, the incredible, the illustrious. Hey, I'm Ash Epp, and we don't have Joe today. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Yes, happy birthday. I pray and I, I wish you nothing but the best and that you're enjoying some very much needed time with your family. Um, I thought that Joe and I were going to be doing the show together, and so I brought in um, a cake, and I was going to give him a cake on the air and tell funny stories about him, and then I found out that I was doing the show without him. So there you go. Such is the life with Joe. Um, yeah, well, we have a lot to cover today. It is uh, the, the calls for gun control increase uh, in the wake of the Texas shooting. And we see uh, we see calls. We see calls to disarm the American people everywhere. Uh, and so we're going to break it down today and we're going to talk about why uh, why that might be right now. Besides the the obvious aftermath of the horrible tragedy um, in in Uvalde, Texas. Uvalde, Texas. Um, we there, there's other things going on around the the Second Amendment debate debate in the United States of America, and we're going to get into some of what it, what that is. Um, but it's almost Father's Day. It I is almost Father's Day, and uh, I don't know about your fathers, but uh, I know when I was a kid, my my father liked to relax and if i had a chance to sit down with my father right now uh, i wish i would this father's day i'm not sure if that's going to happen but i would like to sit down and smoke uh, some of john adams liberty cigars uh, if you're not familiar with liberty cigars they do smoke phenomenally they're beautifully packaged the boxes and the uh, uh the materials are all made in america uh john adams is a true patriot he is a, a true student of history and so they have assembled the first six presidents in a beautiful cigar collection, which will make a spectacular uh, present for your father on Father's Day. Uh, these are the great men who guided our nation from the very beginning uh, in the period known as the Early Republic. Each one of these cigars mirrors uh, the personality of one so honored. That includes George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams. So in honor of President's Day, listeners of this show will get guess what 17.6 oh, i'm sorry 17.76 percent off if you go to libertycigars.com and use promo code liberty uh these are great cigars again uh a great company you want to support and i i would like to 
if I were a father, I'd like some Liberty Cigars. So, again, that's LibertyCigars.com, promo code LIBERTY, and you'll get 17.76% off. The most fitting uh, discount given the attacks on our Second Amendment and on our constitutional republic that we are witnessing today. Yeah, I'm happy that we're uh, that we're promoting Liberty Cigars today because we're going to be talking about the Founding Fathers. So uh, yesterday we we played Michael Moore talking about how the Founding Fathers never would have never would have allowed the Second Amendment if they had imagined uh, modern weaponry. And we're going to get we're going to get to that. But one of the things that's very interesting about what's going on is that the Supreme Court is actually debating uh, and and getting ready to rule on a Second Amendment case at the moment. And so, uh, Mr. Producer, could you pull up A1, please? I'd like to go through these uh, these cuts here because, excuse me, if I could just pull it up so I can read it, um, because the this is a dis- article in Discourse, and it really tees up the debate quite well, I think. So I'm just going to tee it up for you, and then we'll talk about it. The Supreme Court is on the verge of deciding its very first gun carry case in the and the impact of its decision could be substantial. The New York Rifle and Pistol Association, backed by the NRA, is challenging the law that governs how concealed handgun permits are issued in New York. As things stand now, the government officials have discretion to decide who has a good reason for carrying a gun in most public places. They can, and almost always do, deny applicants even if they've passed the required background check and obtained the necessary training. Please go to the next one. This, quote, good reason, end quote, standard is rare in the U.S. Only eight states currently allow officials to use their subjective judgment in issuing gun carry permits. All other states and Washington, D.C. either require permits to be issued to anyone who qualifies for them or don't require a permit at all. However, the eight aforementioned states, including California, Maryland, and New Jersey, are some of the most populous in the country. About 25% of Americans live in jurisdictions with good reason clauses. The policies are rare, but they still govern a significant number of people, of Americans. So that is what we are talking about in this Supreme Court case. Do you need to have a good reason to carry a gun? What do you think, Mr. Producer? Well, I mean, this is, when you talk about the Second Amendment, they can say all kinds of things about uh, preventing bad people from having guns and preventing violence, but if having a good reason to carry a gun that the law enforcement uh you know have has the ability uh, to decide if that is what made people safe then places like chicago places like new york and these other states would be some of the safest uh states in america they, they would be some of the safest cities in america that is not the case and there is actually a massive amount of uh, data that shows the highest uh owning gun uh, or I'm sorry, the areas that have the highest rates of gun ownership are in fact some of the safest areas and have the lowest rates of violent crime. It's really common sense. If you know that, uh, just as with these, t- these school shootings that we've been seeing on, on the subway in New York, uh, in Texas, in Uvalde, when you create a gun-free zone, a predator, because that's what these people are, they know that the statistical chance that their victims are actually going to be armed and be able to, uh, you know, to wage an armed resistance against them to have the same tools to defend themselves that they might be attacked with, they're much less likely to do it. It's just a concept of hard and soft targets. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, th- this is absolutely an infringement on the Second Amendment because uh, having a background check, which we already do, uh, which is I despise the argument for quote-unquote universal background checks because it's very difficult to buy a gun without a background check almost everywhere in the country. It, it's it's uh, a complete fallacy. 
And that is entirely different from saying we don't think you can own a gun, even though you have passed all of our checks, you have uh, you've you know checked out as being someone who has not committed violent crimes, who has not hurt people in the past with uh, with weapons or without, who has not been uh, a violent offender, who has not you know been addicted to drugs. Uh, that that's an entirely different issue. And well, and there's a, I mean, you're teeing up the question, right? And we're gonna we're gonna get into this more deeply. But it's a question of should our rights be dependent upon subjective standards? Should other people get to determine whether or not you get to access your inalienable, fundamental, God-given rights? And this is a right for self-defense, right? Um, could you pull up a three, please? And we'll keep. Uh, I just want to keep going through this uh, this article because it really does. I think uh, this article gives a good. Uh, view of both sides, both sides of um, this Supreme Court case. The plaintiffs in New York, in the New York lawsuit, argue this subjective good reason standard violates the Second Amendment and should be struck down. New York argues it is in line with historical precedent and necessary to ensure public safety. How the court comes down on the question will directly impact whether millions of Americans can legally carry guns and perhaps indirectly how all gun litigation proceeds from now on. <sighs> how all gun legislation proceeds from now on. Oh, right. I didn't even get hung up on that. I got hung up on if certain citizens can carry a gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and pay, pay attention to the language here. Yep. And I'm not saying that this necessarily speaks for uh, those who are arguing this. Um, but this is, you know, to my knowledge, this is New York's stance. Yeah, so go to the next one here. I, uh, so individual rights versus public safety. Again, I think this is a great article. It really tees it up. I'm not going through all of the arg of the article in discourse. Uh, it, it is quite lengthy, and it breaks down historical precedent. It goes through a lot of old court cases. Um, I, am, I am being a bit selective here. But uh, oral arguments in this case occurred on November 3rd, 2021. So I just want to pause there. Is there a better view of the uh, the Steve Bannon, um, uh, are, you know, the the saying that Steve Bannon consequences of stolen election, right? Elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Exactly one year after they stole the election on November third of twenty twenty, the Supreme Court is looking at whether or not certain Americans can access their fundamental Second Amendment rights. I find that very poignant. You can put it back up. Oral arguments in this case occurred on November 3rd, 2021. While not a crystal ball by any means, they suggest that the reach of the good reason clause is likely to change once the court renders its opinion. The justices appeared to break mostly along partisan lines, the more conservative justice, justices questioned allowing co a constitutional right to be denied based on government officials' subjective judgment, while the more liberal justices questioned the safety of a less restrictive permitting system. Uh, and you can go to the next one. Uh, Justice Stephen Breyer framed the question as one of public safety. He argued if more people had permits that allowed them to carry guns in public, more people would be killed. There's absolutely no evidence of that. Zero. FYI, zero. there's zero evidence, evidence of that. To but the contrary, a lot of it. Liberals don't, they don't really need facts all that much. Um, it is, quote, it is supposed to say you can carry a concealed gun. Is it supposed to say you can carry a concealed gun around the streets or the town or outside just for fun? I mean, they're dangerous guns, he said. The difference, of course, you can have a concealed weapon to go hunting. You're out with the intent to shoot, say, a deer or a rabbit, and 
which which has its problems but here you have a self-defense just for whatever you want to carry a concealed weapon you go shooting it around and somebody gets killed as if this is for fun as if our second amendment rights it's problematic that if you want to kill a rabbit you're carrying a gun that's problematic in and of itself but justice Breyer, who thank thankfully is retiring although uh jackson is no better who's replacing him um worse actually she's worse um it's problematic that you could carry a gun if you are a hunter so in rural areas justice Breyer thinks it's problematic for you to carry your gun with you for hunting but uh it's 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 asinine to him that you should be able to carry a concealed weapon in polite society. This what? is echoing what we heard from uh, Michael Moore, which we'll get back to in a minute. Go ahead. Bruce it is. Well, you see, I mean, y- is it supposed to say you carry around a concealed gun on the streets or for fun? They're dangerous. Okay. So tell me about how well the government, tell me how well about particularly liberal uh, governments or rhinos have done in stopping criminals from actually committing crimes, from stopping criminals from coming into this country over our borders, yep. from stopping criminals uh, from bringing in drugs, which then leads to much more crime, especially when it's funneled into uh, the communities of all these people who, who, don't have, uh, who don't have role models, who don't have opportunity, who, who struggle to have something positive to focus on. Are these people, this is in your best interest, these same people who walk around with armed security Right. Who they who have. They called January sixth this big insurrection and said that they were in danger. They have armed security, right? But we're we're talking about whether or not you can carry a gun outside, right? So what we're essentially saying outside of your home, essentially what they're saying is that everywhere has to be a gun-free zone. Everywhere except for your own. If you're in the midst of your own property then you can defend your property, but you can't defend your life if you're not on your property, if you're not on your land or in your home. That's ridiculous, and that's not what the Second Amendment is about. The Second Amendment is, in effect, the ability to confront tyranny. It is the right to self-defense, and the government does not get to decide how to restrict the right to self-defense. Pull up the uh, the next one here. We're going to look through. This is this is my, my our, our good friend, Chief Justice John Roberts. Roberts went further by questioning the idea of permitting at all. Regardless of what the right is, it would be surprising to have it depend on a permit system. You can say that the right is limited in a particular way, just as First Amendment rights are limited, but the idea that you need a license to exercise the right, I think, is unusual in the context of the Bill of Rights. So when I read that, I was like, oh, wow, Justice Roberts, like he's actually got... Um, you know, he's, he's coming down on the side of the people. Don't get too excited. Go to the next one. However, he also said a less restrictive permitting system may be constitutional. So you're not going to require a license to carry a gun, but a permit. There's licensing and there's licensing, he said. Maybe it's one thing to say we need to check, make sure you don't have a criminal record, and make sure that all the, uh, all the other things you can check on, but not that we assume you don't have a right to exercise your, your, it's hard to say it without saying it, exercise your right under the Second Amendment. You've got to show us that you do. Really? So John Roberts, no friend to conservatives. Um, he's, you know, repeatedly come down on the side of tyranny and big government but here you know it looks like 
looks like we're going to say, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is unconstitutional. What they're saying is unconstitutional. And he's like, yeah, just don't call it a license. <laughs> call it a permit, and then uh, you can get around that whole well, pesky, the same, you know, th pesky this is constitution. Yeah, this is, this is the same type of tactics that we've seen in the election fraud uh, debacle and in the unbelievably disingenuous uh, you know, arguments against actually having a full audit, against securing our election system. They're, they want to play process. They don't want to. They don't want to judge things on the merits. They don't want to actually look at the values. They don't want to look at reality. They want to play little games. So, they they actually feel like they can say something like, "Well, it's n we won't call it a license." Right, and that that's going to be sufficient. And sadly, for people, uh, because most people don't pay attention to what the government is doing, it probably will. Uh, and that's that's really sad. So, uh, lest I be accused of pulling one source, um, which was a pretty balanced source, I thought, in Discourse Magazine. Uh, yep. Please pull up A8. We're going to get into a little bit more of narrative here. Faced with the question, so this is, uh, Supreme Court appears to suggest the right to guns at home extends to carrying them in public, too. I loved this headline <laughs> <laughs> because appears to, to suggest, suggest. <laughs> appears to suggest they appear to suggest that these people can take their guns outside of their homes. <gasps> <laughs> Madness. Faced with the question, quote, does the constitutional right to possess a gun extend outside the home? And quote, the majority of Supreme Court appears to be heading toward the answer. Yes. <gasps> On November 3rd. 2012. Oh, this is 2012. No, this is a 2021 article. On November 3rd, 20... That's a, that's a typo in the article here. It should be 2021. Justices heard oral arguments over New York's restrictions on the carrying of firearms in public. And we are going to get into what these restrictions are, just so you can see that this is not a, a, minor, a minor challenge to the New York law. It's quite significant. Um, Supreme Court watchers reported that conservative justice who make up the bulk of the court appeared to be of the view that the state's laws contravene individuals' right to self-defense outside of their own property. Quote, why isn't it good enough to say, I live in a violent area and I want to be able to pr defend myself, end quote, Justice Kavanaugh wondered. And if you jump over to the next one. When Jefferson was drafting a proposed constitution for his home state of Virginia in June of 1776, he suggested a clause that read, no free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. In the second draft, he added in brackets, within his own land or tenements, end quote. Jefferson's debate with himself captures the question posed to the court. Is the purpose of the right to keep and bear arms the protections of a citizen's own land, or is it self-protection in general? Does the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution recognize a right to keep and bear arms in the home, or a right to keep firearms in the home and also bear them outside of the home for protection in society? The plaintiffs in the case currently before the justices, New York Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, want the court to strike down the state's restrictions and allow who allow citizens who meet the basic requirements, such as having no criminal convictions, to carry concealed weapons. So we are going to get into both the New York law and what it, what are these restrictions that are being challenged, as well as what the Founding Fathers actually said. But first, it is very important to make sure that you have your money in a good bank. Mr. Producer, isn't that right? That is absolutely true, and that is why we are very excited to have found this bank, and that is Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day, very fitting, 
in 2000. They are not a crumbling brick and mortar. They are a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take one look at their rewards checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it is a big one. Uh, listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open an account with them by July 31st. Uh, so that's coming up. Big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising our values. And that's amazing. I think that's amazing. So you go to axosbank.com uh, slash daily for full details. That is axosbank.com slash daily. Uh, and for that cash bonus, you only need $1,500 direct deposit within the first 90 days of opening your rewards checking account. So Access Bank is a member of FDIC. They're federally insured. They're for all of us. Uh, and that's important today. So that's AxosBank.com slash daily. Uh, go check them out. So now we're going to talk about the New York law. So what kind of restrictions are being uh, are being pushed back against in the Supreme Court at the moment. Mr. Producer, please pull up B1. We're going to break it down. You might want to zoom in a little bit to this. So this is the licensing for uh, for um, being able to carry a firearm in the state of New York. First, it starts with eligibility. No license shall be issued or renewed pursuant to this section except by the licensing officer and then only after investigation finding that all statements are in proper application for a license are true. No license shall be issued or renewed except for an applicant. And here we go. All right. Here's the restrictions. A. 21 years of age or older, provided, however, that where such applicant has been honorably discharged from the United States Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, or Coast Guard, the National Guard of the State of New York, no such age restriction shall apply. So, if you are a veteran or uh, active duty, you can have a firearm at the age of 18 like the rest of the nation, um, which uh, for some, some areas it's even younger. Uh, if not, however, um, you have to be 21 years old. B, of good moral character. Who decides? Who decides uh, what good moral character is in the state of New York? That's a bit of a broad term. Is Bill term. de Blasio deciding who is, who's of good moral character? How about the governor who said that we need to make vaccine apostles? Is she deciding who's of good moral character? Let's keep going. C. Who has not been convicted anywhere of a felony or a serious offense? Who is not the subject of an outstanding warrant of arrest issued upon the alleged commission of a felony or serious offense? So this is, uh, you know, we, we think, oh, well, sure, you know, some a felon, convicted felon shouldn't be able to access a gun. Um, there, are there nonviolent felonies? There are a lot. Right. Right. So, again, who's who's deciding? And, and are convicted felons who have a repeated intent to do harm, um, are they going to abide by this law? I don't think so. Well, that's so really, what I we're think just so creating funny. more gun-free zones. Well, you know, these a lot of the same proponents of bills like this, they're the same ones who uh, we, we go back to, you know, the Clintons, for instance, or Joe Biden, uh, and they make these, a lot of young individuals who happen to be black, a lot of them, uh, they made them into felons for relatively small amounts of drugs. And I'm not saying that if you, you know, are a crackhead, you should have a gun. Uh, however, when you criminalize a massive number of people and turn them into felons, irreparably changing their lives for offenses that relatively don't harm anybody. I mean, they really don't. 
like if they're dealing that's one thing but people who they use drugs when they were a kid uh, that's a lot of people and so when we and especially now as we're seeing that trend of punishing more americans and uh, for other white collar crimes as well these are not violent people do they not have a right to defend their own life yeah i don't think the government gets to decide these kinds of things. When I think about uh, how many people have been put into prison and have received felonies for marijuana convictions mm -hmm. for other nonviolent crimes, where the only person they're hurting is themselves, their life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is not infringing upon anybody else's life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness, but the government says no, That's uh, that I have a problem with. Let's pull this back up and talk more about how they are infringing. We'll go down to D, who is not a fugitive from justice. E, who is not an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance defined in 21 USC 802. Um, yeah, so marijuana. So anybody who uses marijuana cannot, because uh, 21 USC includes, I believe, marijuana as a Schedule One mm -hmm. drug, right? So anybody who, so ever, so according to New York's law. Anybody on a medical marijuana registry, say you have back pain, you're done. No guns for you, right? Like that's what, that's the kind of infringements upon rights that we're talking about. And this law is great. We have four of these clips and we're still on the first one. They um, have put all of the gun grabber fever dreams into one bill in New York. And so let's keep going here. Uh, F, who being an alien, I thought that we weren't allowed to call people aliens, one. And also, I thought that in New York that we, we certainly weren't allowed to call them aliens and they're allowed to vote. But uh, F, who being an alien, um, one, is not. You'll have to jump to the next one to get the, uh, let me find the, it's B2 is the second one. Yeah, I'm on B2. Oh, you are. Sorry. I'm trying to get it pulled up so I can read the top of it. So just as defined in Section 21 Thank USC you. 802, who being an alien is not illegally or unlawfully in the United States or has not been admitted to the United States under a non-immigrant visa. Stop, to stop, stop, stop. Go back up. Who is not illegally or unlawfully in the United States. How are you supposed to determine that? We're never allowed to ask you're not allowed to to even consider it and they're they're they they're not holding people anymore since covid right so they're just releasing people into the interior but when it comes to gun permitting all of a sudden immigration laws matter uh all right well you know i think that uh just real quick on that point i think that's unbelievably uh an unbelievably backhanded uh, double standard there because w when the, you talk about them legally having weapons you know something that would allow them to defend themselves or to you know I'll just say resist the government or to resist some kind of tyranny there's a big problem but when those people are in our country and people are coming in illegally and they're not being checked they're not being vetted and they're being released even after they're known to have committed crimes to have committed violent crimes it's no problem when they're wreaking havoc on us Anybody who has the right to vote should not be denied the right to a firearm. I think that those those rights should be relatively connected because they're they're rights that are endowed to us by our creator, right? And and that is the type this is a, a constitutional republic where we're supposed to have representative government. It only works 
if we're actually selecting our representatives. And, uh, and we, we haven't seen that. So back to, uh, to B2 here, Mr. Producer. Has not been admitted to the U.S. under a non-immigrant visa subject to the exception in 18 U.S.C. Who, H, having been a citizen of the United States, has not renounced his or her sh citizenship. Uh, who has stated whether uh, who has stated whether he or she has ever suffered any mental illness? There's your red flags. Who has not been involuntarily committed to a facility under the jurisdiction of an office of the Department of Mental Hygiene, pursuant to Article Nine or Fifteen of the Mental Hygiene Law, Article Seven, the, the Mental Hygiene Law, New York Law. Uh, Article 730, Section 330, 20 of the Criminal Procedure Law, Section 400, 200, blah, 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 uh, or has not been civilly confined, civilly confined in a secure treatment facility pursuant to Article 10 of the Mental Hygiene Law, who has not had a license revoked, or, sorry, uh, get back to where I am. Persons who are licensed to possess a pistol or revolver prior to the effective date of this paragraph are not required to. So there's some grandfathering here. That's good. You, people can, can get their pistols and revolvers in. Uh, everything else, though. No. M, who has not had a guardian appointed for him or her pursuant to any provision of state law based on a determination that a result that as a result of marked subnormal intelligence <laughs> who decides when going back to who going decides? back to this one i mean people I, I understand that they like to make this uh you know this very orwellian language but mental hygiene presented to uh -huh. you know the jurisdiction of an office of the department of mental hygiene yeah ever suffered any mental illness any mental illness Th they are right now not even mental illness subnormal intelligence yeah what it was that definition mean who decides who that? decides and who decides that you're not intelligent enough to own a gun when how, how if, if we're making those decisions i have a, a list yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, how long have we seen in the media that they have been calling anyone who questions the election who questions the yep. vaccination campaign that we have mental illness that we're crazy that we we suffer from yeah. from mental illnesses and now they're qualifying uh, or they're categorizing americans who do question this under the D department of homeland security as opponents of the state you want to give them such broad ranging uh, ability to classify us as unfit and this is all also going on the topic of red flag laws these are red flag laws. Th these That's are the red thing flag about this New York law, and well done on the New York Pistol and Rifle Association for challenging this law because they've put it all. They've put mm -hmm. all of the crazy leftist fever dreams of gun grabbing legislation into one law, and this is the law. They're challenging the law. This is the <laughs> the law in New York, and it is Orwellian. Well, and you think just in red flag laws, it, it applies here in Colorado as well as most other states. You know who can declare you unfit? Any, any family family member, a neighbor. A doctor and the government medical prof medical professionals law enforcement so they c imagine they can just say he's mentally unwell yeah. because he doesn't go along with the you know with the narrative that's an, that's a really easy way to turn a lot of people uh or you know to rob them of their second amendment to turn them into enemies of the state and the second amendment is is what's standing in the way of them taking the rest of our rights so it's not just taking away our second amendment rights it's taking away the bill of rights 
it's taking away your individual sovereignty, your individual liberty, and your ability to defend yourself. Yeah, why do you think there's such a double standard when because it comes to... Because the government says you sub have subnormal intelligence. The government of New York right now can say, sorry, Apollo, you have subnormal intelligence. We don't think you're smart enough for a gun. Thanks very much. Yeah, so well done on these guys in the NRA as well for, uh, for standing up against this law. So you can see that there are uh, quite a few ways that New York is looking to infringe upon people's rights. We're seeing that. They've built it all in there. And um, I want to I wanna talk a little bit about whether or not this is constitutional and whether or not the uh, founding fathers really didn't envision uh, in modern, modern weaponry and modern warfare. But first, I want to make sure that you are not tracked online. Yeah, so in order to do that, uh, you can go to this awesome sponsor that we've had for uh, quite a while now, and that is IP Vanish VPN. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the Internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using an incognito mode won't solve the problem. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the Internet without exposing uh, exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick if you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all your data is encrypted. Uh, that means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it is that simple. You can use it on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. Uh, and... You can get, as a listener of this show, uh, an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. And they also give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's essentially like getting nine months for free. This is kind of a no-brainer, a phenomenal deal. I've been using them uh, for about six months now. They're super easy to use. You just tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. So stop sharing everything that you watch, search for, and you buy with the world. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Uh, so the go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Get your 70% savings or nine months for free. That's ipvanish.com slash daily. So as we know, the, the left and, and really the uniparty, they never let a crisis go to waste. And so in the wake of the Texas shooting at Robb Elementary School, earlier this week, we are hearing about gun grabbing everywhere. Uh, we're, they're playing on your emotions. And we find, as we've just gone through, that the Supreme Court is getting ready to make a determination on constitutional carry and whether or not our rights extend outside our homes, whether or not we have a right to self-defense or just a right to defend our property. My body is my property. It's my body, my choice, and I can defend it if I want to. But we are hearing it, and it's emotional. And they're showing you the faces of dead children, which um, made both Joe and I tear up on the air yesterday because it's absolutely horrifying having 19 dead children and two beautiful dead teachers is a horrifying thing doesn't mean that we should give up our fundamental rights though but that is what they want us to do can we play the uh the michael moore video just to refresh everyone's memory absolutely i don't know to nickel and dime this i don't know if that's going to do it i think that we need some really drastic action here um we need a moratorium 
perhaps on gun sales um we need to who will say on this network or any other network in the next few days it's time to repeal the second amendment hmm. oh you can't say that well why not why not they, if, if I, I truly believe if jefferson and washington and madison if they all knew that that the bullet would be invented some 50 years after our revolution, I don't know if they would have written it that way. They didn't no. even know what a bullet was. It didn't exist to the 1830s. They, if they had any idea that there would be this kind of carnage, you have to believe that the founders of this country wouldn't support it. Well, but the, but the fact that this the, these these none of this any I look I support all gun control legislation, not sensible gun control. We don't need the sensible stuff. We need the hardcore stuff that's going to protect ourselves and our children oh no i don't know if we're willing to do that but all right so hold on he supports all gun control legislation not just the sensible ones all of it he wants to repeal the second amendment now a reminder for the audience the second amendment a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed is that shall not be infringed unless bullets are created and how, how ridiculous that he even says that. Joe pointed out already, uh, I believe it was yesterday, that no, they did know what bullets were, number right. one, but irrelevant. Before, they were shooting little steel balls. Right. So you're telling me that the, sec the founding fathers of this country, had they known that an ammunition that would come out to be more effective, to be in fact safer because it's much more accurate, that they would not have written the Second Amendment to protect future generations from tyranny, by the government. Well, you know what's great about that is that we can actually read their words. We can actually read <laughs> their words. <laughs> we can read their words. And um, they wrote because they were trying to get people to uh, to buy in to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. They wrote the Federalist Papers. And so we have, uh, we have their words and we can go through. And so, Mr. Producer, if you want to pull up, thank you very much, pull up famous quotes from the Founding Fathers about our right to bear arms. So first one here we've got, and this is federalistpapers.org. If you have not read the Federalist Papers, read it. Um, I was, I grew up in a time when it was still required reading in school. I, I don't think that that's the case any longer. They don't want you to, to know and understand freedom. But my children have read the Federalist Papers. Uh, my youngest is still in the process of it. And, uh, and it is critically important that yeah, you understand I know, I learned your rights. These. They don't even teach this to, they don't even to students teach nowadays because I have yeah. many younger siblings. They don't even teach them this anymore. Right. So Thomas Jefferson, no free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. So what do they do? They, uh, they change the definition of freedom. <laughs> well, they change the, the definition of arms. They change the definition of debarred. They change the definition of free man. Yeah. So I want to scroll down a couple down to George Mason. When the rev excuse me, when the resolution of enslaving America was formed in Great Britain, the British Parliament was an advi was advised by an artful man who was governor of Pennsylvania to disarm the people, that it was the best and most effectual way to enslave them, but that they should not do it openly, but weaken them and let them sink gradually. I ask, who are the militia? They consist now of the whole people, except a few public officers. That is Virginia's U.S. Constitution Ratification Convention of 1788, and that was George Mason. When you think about that real quick, 
you know how they how they sink us down? It's common sense gun control. We just right. want to limit magazine capacity. We just want to bring guns out of schools. We just, you know, we yeah, just want to ban AR-15s or these high capacity uh, assault weapons. They just want to little by little. They keep chipping away and chip chipping away, and then the next crisis that 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 occurs that they always seem to capitalize immediately within hours. It's one more thing. It's one more step. But it's not moving fast enough for them because, as we saw in that narrative headline, the Supreme Court is actually suggesting that people's right to protect themselves extends outside of their own home. <gasps> Shocking, I know. Right. So, yeah, it's the narrative isn't working, and the, the, that's the beauty of truth is that you can't suppress it and cancel it forever. Eventually, people are going to start paying attention and hopefully still have their critical thinking intact. Here's another one from George Mason. That the people have a right to keep and bear arms. That a well-regulated militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is the proper, natural, and safe defense of a free state. Samuel Adams. The, the said constitution shall never be, shall, let me start over. The said constitution <laughs> shall be never construed to authorize Congress to infringe the just liberty of the press or the rights of conscience or to pre prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. That was Massachusetts U.S. constitutional ratification convention so the idea that that they just didn't know right the the founding fathers couldn't have imagined modern weaponry surely they would have said enslave the people if only they had known about 223 yes oh yes the terrible 223 which will blow a hole in a tank according to the right. to the mainstream media it's like they, they they equate it to like an atomic bomb the way that they the way that they posture about it um but again, how how completely two faced? Well, and this is from f from federal uh, Federalist forty six. This is James Madison. The Constitution preserves the advantage of being armed, which Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation, where governments are afraid to trust the people with arms. It is the only thing that makes us different anymore, because we've given away the rest of our rights on paper. You see uh, the, the globalists debating the WHO pandemic treaty this week. We see the globalists in Davos telling us that they're going to track compliance with whatever medications or vaccinations that they tell us that we have to have. They're going to track compliance now biometrically. They're going to tag you and chip you and track you everywhere you go. Imagine the compliance, they said. Well, again, why only the discussion when it comes to guns? Why, when we have Antifa, why when we have aliens, the, you know, the word that shall not be uttered, why, why then is it, well, these people came from, you know, from, from horrible backgrounds. We, we need to give them a break. It's, it's you know, the, the, the crime isn't actually the problem. Right. We, we, we need to have so much mercy. But then someone creates, uh, creates chaos in some way or another, and all of a sudden they, they want to come for the guns. Always. They always want to come for the guns. And it's always the, uh, the, um, I'm looking for the, um, there was a story that, that came out last night. I think I sent it to you. I don't know if you have it handy about how, here it is, a uh, woman fatally shoots 
this was uh, yesterday, I believe. Woman fatally shoots man who fired rifle into crowd during a party in West Virginia. May 26, 9, 11 p.m. So last night at 9 p.m., uh, a man, a woman fatally shot a man who was firing an AR-style rifle into a crowd of people that had gathered for a party in West Virginia. Um, nobody died except for that that guy. And, and so <laughs> you can see, you won't hear about this one. They won't. They, w w you, it's nonstop wall-to-wall -wall coverage about the school shooting as as it should be right it's a horrible horrible tragedy and absolutely we need to have a real conversation in this country about um about what to do about <laughs> what to do about guns um i personally think it's arm everyone arm absolutely. and train everyone that's what the founders said that's what uh that's the only thing that would have stopped the rob elementary school shooter salvatore ramos the only thing that would have stopped him is an armed trained teacher an armed trained adult with the courage to actually do something the police didn't stop him it's not that they weren't there they were there they were outside making a plan while children were inside being slaughtered the only thing that would have stopped that shooter would have been a citizen teacher. and i want to point this out in this article it says right there if you read that instead of running from the threat she engaged with the threat and saved several lives that right. night so they want to take away our right to defend ourselves and from them and from each other and at the same time they want to they want to be the only uh you know the only ones with the power to respond to something like this if we see them continually as we have do such a phenomenal job as they did in texas and i won't pretend that i have all the details but uh clearly there are some changes and some uh some improvements that could be made made to responses in certain situations. We know that law enforcement all over the country does not have the training that we need. This, is, this has been a, a huge topic of, co of conversation for decades, actually. And if they're going to respond like that, they don't want us to have the right or the ability to respond ourselves if they're not going to do the job. That's their answer. That's the answer that we're supposed to accept. Well, and I, and I, I would wager that many of the law enforcement officers that were there wanted to engage but couldn't yeah, because I of agree. bureaucracy it's protocol, right? protocol. And th right protocol process this is like the republicans always crying about decorum we have to do it the right way we have to do it this way we have to say things nicely we have to do x y and z it's a slow march to the gulag and this is the slow march to disarmament which is the next step in the slow march to the gulag which is getting a lot faster <laughs> frighteningly <laughs> faster absolutely uh let's let's go back to the federalist papers i just want to do a couple more of these um noah webster of pennsylvania before a standing army can rule the people must be disarmed as they are in almost every kingdom in europe the supreme power in america cannot enforce unjust laws by the sword because the whole body of the people are armed and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops that can be on any pretense raised in the United States. A military force at the command of Congress can execute no laws, but such as the people perceive to be just and constitutional, for they will possess the power. Why do you think Congress wants to disarm the people why do we hear people like michael moore saying repeal the second amendment and why why ar-15s you think about that you know what the majority of crimes are committed with what type of firearm it's not an ar-15 handgun right 
Yes, it's handguns. Right. Like the vast majority. The vast, vast, vast majority. Like close to 100%. It's in the 90%. And AR-15s, because they, they throw all this rhetoric around and they call them big and scary. And these are the ones that uh, get blasted all over the news. They want to come for the AR-15s. You know why that is? Why do you think that is, Ash? Um, I think they want to come for all of them. They do, but why the AR-15s first? I'll B tell you. Big and scary? No, because oh. that, those are the types of weapons that will allow you to, uh, to put up an actual resistance. Because AR-15s are a useful tool, and handguns are as well. But you take away the rifles, the ability of the people to actually respond to tyranny by other men with rifles, by the way, the same men with rifles who bust in the doors of Americans for thought crimes, the same, uh, you know, the same group of men who will actually show up at any kind of scene when it's deemed by the political powers that there is a threat that needs to be, deal with, to be dealt with, the guns that they are allowed to use when they say that it is worth addressing. Rifles are what would allow the American people to actually hold up a resistance. Yeah. And that's why they want to take them first. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that there is a, th there are pros and cons to the different types of arms. I think they want them all. Um, and, I, and I think, like everything else, it's a mind game. They're coming to the fear. They're playing on fear. They're playing on apathy. And that is what's standing in the way of a... Um, of a revolution of a resistance to the tyranny that's coming is apathy and fear uh you know you can if 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 you're witnessing um you know, so the the school shooting would they have needed a long gun to go in and take out the shooter or or would any gun have sufficed what would have been uh, a bigger game changer in that shooting the type of weapon or the fear holding back the people from engaging the the apathy of somebody else is going to fix this problem i think that that's th that that's really what they keep playing on and it's why we get bogged down and twirled up in uh in common sense gut legislation right what are the uh what are the what are the common sense gun uh measures that are working around the nation right now um, it's, it's all a mind game and they're trying to get you to make compromises and, um, we've already compromised enough when it comes to our rights. We've compromised, w the, the Overton window has been moved so far that, uh, we don't even, we don't even recognize, you know, Elon Musk put up that, uh, that meme of me my girlfriend and then the girlfriend running over to the other side i don't know if uh, yeah. if you remember that one yeah yeah right but that's that's the truth is that the parties the uniparty have run so far away from where the common sense people are that when they say common sense gun laws what they mean is radical and um i want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the emotional play and the mind game that they're doing in an in a effort to play on your emotions and um, and get you to to make bad decisions while you're being emotional and looking at the faces of beautiful dead children. But first, uh, I'd like to make some money for the show, Mr. Producer. Yeah, so we do have one more sponsor to the show. They have been a sponsor of ours for quite some time now, and that sponsor is air med care network uh so if you like to uh hike outdoors do fun stuff outside if you live in a rural area 
uh, or if you just want to protect your family in case the unthinkable does happen, health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. With Air Medicare Network, you are covered for as little as $85 a year. So very, very affordable. And not just you, but your entire household. So if you have a spouse, if you have kids, uh, and you want to protect them as well, $85 a year covers every single one of you in case any of you ever need air medical transport. If you use promo code DAILY and you go to airmedcarenetwork.com, you will get up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. Uh, again, super affordable. This is, you know, fire insurance in the worst cases of times, but uh, this can be extremely, extremely expensive if anyone in your family or yourself do need air medical transport and need to get to a hospital right away. Uh, so again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. Uh, these guys are really great. We, we actually know one of the people who flies the helicopters. Uh, so we know the, the owner. Uh, go check them out. Protect you and your family in case you ever do need something. Airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, promo code daily. So they're coming at your emotions, and they want you to look at the headlines of 19 children killed. And, and as I mentioned on the show yesterday, um, you know, they're calling it child sacrifice. They're saying that we have an addiction to guns. As they want to abort babies. As, right, right. Every, I mean, every it's, day. It, it's peak. Up yeah, until so birth. It, it, it is. Uh, but if we can go, I just want to just a couple more um, because because we keep hearing, right, the, the founding fathers would never, would never have written the Second Amendment the way that they would have written it if they knew about modern weaponry, if they could imagine children being shot in schools. The Amer <laughs> Yeah. So if we pull back up the Federalist Papers, and uh, this is Alexander Hamilton of New York, who I think is... Um, it's poignant because we're talking about New York. If circumstances should at any time oblige the government to form an army of any magnitude, that army can never be formidable to the liberties of the people while there is a large body of citizens, little if at all inferior to them in discipline in the use of arms, who stand ready to defend their rights and those of their fellow citizens. Alexander Hamilton. So the people of New York need to go back to uh, one of the founders of New York and um, and uh, the, the state of New York and, and listen to that. That's Federalist 29, Alexander Hamilton. And then finally, I think this is uh, just, just to put a final, a final topper on it, Thomas Paine. Arms discourage and keep the invader and plunderer in awe and preserve order in the world as well as property. Horrid mischief would ensue were the law abiding deprived of the use of them. And that is really what it comes down to because we saw horrid mischief. It's not mischief. We saw an awful tragedy. And if only the law abiding in that circumstance had had and used their arms, we might have had a different outcome. But instead we have gun free zones. We have areas where evil perpetrators, where bad people, where bad guys, where mentally ill people can go in and be assured that nobody there is going to stop them because guns aren't allowed. When you think about that, so what do, we, what do we protect with guns? And what do they allow us to say it's all right to protect with guns? We protect our money, right? Our banks. Our politicians. Politicians, celebrities. celebrities. Our sports uh, events. Elites. Yes. All the, so, so many things that we, How many we protect people with guns, in, but not um, our children. 
in Davos and Geneva right now, how many people there are being protected with guns? With their own police force, I might add, with MP5s. Swiss police reallocated to work WEF security, protecting all of those elites with guns, but they want to take yours away. And why, why not in schools? Again, they, they play on your emotions. So, oh, the, the poor children, we can't have guns in schools. They, and they know full well exactly what would happen uh, if they were allowed. They would be much safer. But back uh, 50 years ago, they used to have shooting classes in schools. They so used to have them in their lockers. They used to have them in not the... Not that long ago. The no, 1970s. Not the, yeah, 70s. Yeah, 70s. Yeah. 70s. My grandfather, actually, uh, he has an NRA marksmanship certificate from like eighth grade or ninth grade. Mm. Where where was the, the, the mass shootings back then? Right. Because <laughs> because they didn't have gun free zones. Well and again, you right? think <laughs> you think about how many how many guns. There are hundreds of millions of guns in this country. Trillions of rounds of ammunition. And they want to blame us that the ownership of guns is the problem. If the ownership of guns by law abiding Americans were the problem, you would know. Right. Because there are a lot of us. I guarantee you right. you would know. There would not be a debate. No, that's right. And so for people like Michael Moore, people like Chuck Schumer, people like uh, all, all, all of them, all of them, the whole cabal, the elites, the all of them saying that we have an addiction to guns and we have to get all these guns out of the streets. And our founding fathers never would have imagined a world where children are shot in school. I think that's probably true but i think it's because our founding fathers never would have imagined a world with gun free zones our founding fathers never would have imagined a world where we have people that run around shooting people with guns in schools and we're going to just put all of our kids in schools and make them vulnerable and not protect them in any sort of way that's that's what our founding fathers never would have imagined it's not that they never would have imagined modern warfare they took on the british army the greatest army in the face of the earth at that time they took them on and they won and they won because of people like you and me people like you and me who believed in their rights and believe that they had the natural right, the inalienable right, the right from God to protect themselves, their lives, their liberty, their pursuit of happiness, their property, and their most vulnerable. Our founding fathers protected their most vulnerable with guns, and they expect us to do the same. So to Michael Moore and to all the rest of you, F-A-F-O. <laughs> because well, we are not repealing the Second Amendment. You're not taking away our rights. You can come no farther and you will not tread. And you know, that you, uh, you can print. Y- Amen. You, you posted something a couple days ago and I don't remember who said it, but um, I, I believe it was a politician. I can't remember exactly. And essentially he said, come for our guns. You will find out what the Second Amendment was for in the first place. That's right. And I do not wish it to come to that point, but I, again, we, we'll talk about the men. Where in God's name are you? They, they want to call us, uh, you know, these patriarchal uh, heathens because we want to protect our women. They say that any display of masculinity or wishing to be a protector or provider is, is wrong. And they claim that uh, you know, we shouldn't treat women differently because it, 
it classifies them as weaker. No, we want to protect our women. Men have an instinct to do that and to protect our children because they are precious, because they are valuable. That is what, that is what, yeah, oh, I know, I'm in the <laughs> oh. uh, But truly, that, that is the, the male urge. That is the true uh, instinct of the masculine, is to protect that which is precious and to provide for it. Our country is one of those things. Our republic is one of those things. So we cannot allow this nonsense. Men have to stop pretending that it's okay just to be a good citizen, that it's okay to play by the rules. They are not playing by the rules. In the Revolutionary War, every war in history, there have been casualties, sacrifices have been made, blood has been spilt. This will be no different. We are already at war. Blood is already being spilt. We are already losing our children. We are already losing our women. We are losing Americans to drugs funneled in from other countries through people who do not have our interests at minds, allowed in many cases by our government. They're profiting off of it. The crime that affects all of us, it, is not just a fact of the world. This is by design in large part. So there's already blood being spilt. We need to be willing, all of us collectively, to make those sacrifices. Be not, be not deluded that there will not be lives lost. There will not be sacrifices made because there will be. This is a war to restore our republic, to restore it to the values upon which it was founded, to restore the ability of Americans to have a life that they can be proud of, to protect and provide for themselves, and to live into the future and provide something for our future generations. This is a war and it is already being waged. It is time for all of us to realize that and to accept the sacrifices that we must make in order to win it. Yeah, you know, uh, as we... Um, we're just about out of time. And as we look at, uh, oh, holiday weekend ahead, the, uh, two year anniversary of George Floyd yeah. Memorial day. Right. Um, in John 16, verse 33, it says, I've said these things to you that in you, in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Those are red letters. Those are the words of Jesus. And he says, in me, you may have peace, but in the world, you will have tribulation. If you're doing it right, if you're following Jesus right, it's, it's going to be tough because this world doesn't recognize morality anymore. Woe to them who call good evil and evil good, God says. And yet we live in that. We live in a time where good is called evil and evil is called good. And we have tribulation. We have horrible things. We live in a fallen world. And Satan is the, the controller of this world for a time. We're to be here in this world, but not of it. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to look different. And during this time, for such a time as this, that means speaking the truth. It means standing up and standing in the gap and saying no more. Come no farther. You are not going to bring about this great reset, this new world order that you're all so proud of 
it's not achieved yet because the American people are still standing in the way. So, uh, Mr. Producer, I'd ask you to pray and I'd ask all the people to stand with us, stand in the gap with us as we push back on tyranny. Amen. Father God, we see the battle that we have before us. All of those who are awake and many who wish not to be, we understand and we see and we feel the evil that wishes to rob us of our right to live, of our right to defend ourselves, of our right to protect what is most precious to us, to destroy our willingness and our ability to be the lions, to be the protectors, to be the true men and women who are put here in your image as part of your plan. We ask you for, we ask you for humility. We ask you to temper our anger so that we may continue to fight this fight and only resort to those methods that we need when the time comes. We are here for such a time as this and we know there will be a time that is coming, that is coming soon, where we will need to stand up truly, not just to, to speak, not just to, to share truth, not just to think about, but to act. We ask you now that our actions will be guided by you, that our efforts will be best spent fighting not to uphold an image or an identity, but to uphold the truth, but to fight for our country, but to fight for our neighbors. Many of us are weary, but I ask you, please, Father God, fill us with your spirit, fortify us with the strength that we can have only through knowing you. Fill us with courage. Though we may lose our life, we may lose our comforts, that we may act regardless of the presence of fear, that we may act truly and swiftly without hesitation, that no matter what the cost we may face, when the time comes for us to act, we do so knowing that you are with us. We pray that our words are filled with your spirit, that our tongues are guided by you. That when we speak, we speak not for ourselves, but for your will, for the sake of our brothers and sisters in this country and all across the world. We know that this agenda is not just targeted at us. It is targeted at the whole of humanity. And it is up to us to be one of those pieces on the chessboard that you have laid down for us and placed us on, that we play our part, that we move intelligently, that we move decidedly, and that we conduct ourselves as truly warriors in the army that you are assembling now. And we do so in such a way that when the game is over, we can be proud. We can go home to you knowing that we fought ardently, knowing that we fought for our children, knowing that we are proud of ourselves because we know that you are proud of us. This battle will be won and will be won with faith. It will be won with courage and it will be one standing next to each other. Bring us together that we may stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder and no force on earth or in heaven that is not ordained by your will will stop us. 
we ask these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Well, it is Friday. Uh, and real quick, actually, I want to say one more prayer. Father God, please bless all those who have sacrificed their lives. We have Memorial yes. Day coming up. Bless those who have given that ultimate sacrifice, who have given it all, who have fought and died, and all of their loved ones, all of those who knew them, that they fought for all of us, that they sacrificed everything that they had to give in order to maintain our freedoms, in order to provide us with the ability to live in a world where we did not have to fight the battles that they did. Bless their families. May their memories live on. May they live as shining lights that inspire others to have that courage, to act in that courage, and to remember the great, great value that you have given us, the amazing blessings you have given us here on earth. We ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it is Friday again. Happy Memorial Day. God bless you all. Uh, we will be back. We'll, we should be back. We'll have, we'll have something Monday. Um, I won't be here Monday. No problem. It's a holiday. It is a holiday. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have, we're going to have a full day of shows for you, but uh, we do thank you all for, for staying. I know it's a Friday evening. Uh, if you do uh, have people, you know, who, who are veterans, you do know, uh, you know, people who have lost friends, honor them, pray for them, uh, give them a call and pray and remember those who have given that ultimate sacrifice. Uh, so we go live Monday through Friday at 10 Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's noon and 6 Eastern. We're live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank's Beach. If you're on Rumble right now, do smash the Rumble button. Uh, it is time for us all to absolutely choose without hesitation, without shame, that we are the ones who choose what the narrative is. We are the ones who decide what reality is. We do not allow the mainstream media or the cabal, any of these World Economic Forum leaders or these absolute sellouts here in America to dictate what we live by, how we live, how we are able to live, and how we should act. Uh, so go over to Brighteon. We're also on there. There's a link in the description. Uh, you can go to the Brighteon store. Uh, we're on the audio edition, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Give us a five-star review. I know most of you are, are over on Apple, so thank you for listening. Uh, and share this episode. Be that ambassador of truth. If you want a reminder, when we go live, text FREEDOM to 89517. You have something, Ash? No, I just wanted to say, <laughs> you're going real fast. Can't <laughs> 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 okay, even get a word in. No, I just wanted to say for everybody to share this episode. Uh, the, the calls for um, calls for disarmament are increasing, and understanding what what's really going on and being able to have those arguments is critically important. So share it. Also share this morning's episode with Garrick. It was absolute fire. So if you missed it, yep. please get it, share it. Um, this is the, these times are unprecedented and it's going to take every single one of us. Amen. Um, you can also go link in the description, subscribe to our newsletter, get the daily facts blast. That's a very, very important tool uh, regarding the facts blast. If you go to conservative-daily.com, you can become a member for as little as $10 a month. If you go up in some of the other memberships, you get massive discounts on faxing your representatives, uh, the entire Congress and the president, if you like. Tell them exactly what they are doing and doing wrong. Tell them that we are watching them, that they will hold them accountable. Be someone who makes your voice heard in Congress. Um, and then you can also follow us on True Social and on Telegram. Uh, that is uh, at Joe Oltman 
at Conservative Daily and at Ash in America, A-S-H-E. And before we sign off, God bless you all and thank you over at MyPillow. Uh, you can go to MyPillow.com slash CD21. Uh, they have a sweet deal on slippers right now. Like you got to get massive the slippers. Yeah, I'm so actually really Father's looking Day. forward really Father's looking forward to going home and putting my slippers back on because the only time that I don't have them on my feet is when I'm here <laughs> <laughs> because I love them so much. I'm actually I'm probably going to get my husband some for Father's Day and you know maybe get myself another pair. They have different styles, different colors. I'm a big fan of the slippers. Um, so, yeah, my pillow. Uh, support the show. Support uh, Mike Lindell and get yourself some great products. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, that is it. God bless you all. N- choose to make that sacrifice. Ask yourself truly are you willing to make the sacrifice necessary to see our country restored, to be an agent, to truly be a part of reclaiming this country? Every single person in this country, your neighbors, your brothers and sisters, your family, your children, they are all counting on you. It is not just the few leaders who will take back this country. It is all of us together. So I ask you truly, pray, ask yourself what you are willing to lose and what you are willing to sacrifice because we have all of it to lose. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us and uh, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Remember what it's about. And uh, God bless. We'll see you next week.